The Vantage Point is a Christian talk show that discusses everyday issues that women deal with. Friends and family. Education. Um, politics. It's real talk. Things that make us laugh. Real talk. Brings a lot of different things to the table. It's a different kind of talk for women. Topics that I like to hear from people who are similar to me. <laughs> I want to hear their, their ideas. With Dr. Jessica, Crystal, Tokoya, and Jennifer. Everybody coming together. It just makes my day. From the All Indiana Podcast Network. This is the Vantage Point Podcast. We got this thing tied up. Hi, everybody. It's Crystal Gunn and Dr. Jessica with the Vantage Point. We are sitting in the studio today, just the two of us, as we are going to have a conversation today about how to have hard conversations. You ever had to tell somebody something you didn't want to tell them, but you knew you had to? Oh, boy. Let's talk about that today. Hey, Dr. Jessica. Hey, Crystal. Hey, my Crystal. Hi. How are you? I'm great. Super fantastic. Wonderful. Blessed. Blessed. So let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. We talked about this subject on the TV show. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely an interesting one. And I think we kind of hit a couple of different topics as far mm-hmm. as hard conversations. Do you remember anyone? That's the, do you remember one that stands out to you? One thing that, um, and I think that, um, I thought about it some more. And I think depending on who the person is, mm-hmm. um, and how hard that conversation is, that sometimes you might want to write it out mm-hmm. so that you can keep your train of thought. Because I think I was talking about when I was going to divorce my husband, it was like my ex-husband, <laughs> you know, um, that was definitely a, different type of conversation Mm -hmm. and it was one of those things that you're just like okay it it was necessary because now it's killing me but I think that um in having crucial conversation it's only crucial if you really care about the person Mm -hmm. you know if there's no emotions and and we can debate that um attached to it you might you might uh, do things a little bit differently like if you don't have any I mean or when I had to put my son out the first time. <laughs> like, I was just like, you know what? And everybody knows how I feel about my kids. Mm-hmm. But it was just like one of those things like, you got to go. Mm-hmm. You that know? Tough love conversation. It was a tough love conversation. But it was necessary at the time. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I know you're grown and you want to do grown things. But you still got to respect the rules of my house. Mm-hmm. So with that conversation, I had just been, I was just like, you know, you put a a, a top over the water when it's when you want it to boil mm-hmm. and then it starts splashing out mm-hmm. I was already in my boiling place I didn't write anything out <laughs> but, but I wish I would have Yeah, I wish I would have again I agree that it depends on who we're talking to mm-hmm. you know because sometimes I don't have time to write it out <laughs> um, but I like something that Jennifer said on the show um, and she was saying how, or at least tries to wait to have those conversations until her emotions are not mm-hmm. as high as they could be. Right, right, right. Um, you know, now I think I would be more patient, like you said, at times, just being honest with a loved one than I might be at a customer service desk, you know? Um, right. And not saying that that's fair or right, but <laughs> just being realistic, you know, because if you care about the person, and the end goal is not to hurt them or the end goal is not to end the friendship or the relationship, but it's to help them. You know, I think one of the hardest type of conversations to have is a relationship conversation 
whether it's a spouse or other, because you are very careful of their feelings. Yeah. And but at the same time, those in the type of conversations where you have to tell someone, hey, the way you're treating me is not the way I want to be treated. No longer acceptable. And I think those are only hard because sometimes for my personality, I am concerned about how the other person is going to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, that and the conversations that get awkward when someone puts you in a different place than you put them. Yeah. Those are yeah. crucial conversations, but those can be a bit uncomfortable, but necessary. Because as you were talking, I'm thinking, I'm sparing your feelings at the expense of my health, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether it's mental or physical, mm-hmm. because stress um, turns into, I mean, you can have a heart attack and die. Mm-hmm. You're killing it. You lose your hair. Mm-hmm. I was going through all of that. And I was like, um, I, I remember, um, sitting on at the foot of my bed and I was just like, but what about Jessica? Mm-hmm. What about Jessica? Mm-hmm. What about Jessica? And it was like, I, I kept, my mind kept going back to that little girl who was bullied in class. And it was like, who was there to save her? Mm -hmm. But now this adult can save her. Mm -hmm. I was helpless then. I'm not helpless now. Mm -hmm. Right? I get it. So some conversations, if it's at the expense of my health, I'm going to have them. I blame everything on the 40s. (laughs) And Why, Krista, why? Because I don't know if there's scientific proof or not, but I know something about the 40s just makes you have to double check yourself. And and by that, I mean, you find yourself less, and I'll just speak for me, less tolerant of some things that I was very tolerant in the past. Whether it's kids, work, friends, family, it's just certain things. No, I don't like that. And I really haven't liked it for years. But (laughs) for some reason in the 40s, I feel like... I'm free to tell you no, you know, um, and free. I really had to check myself on that because really, Chris, I don't take that from your personality. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, because, you know, I can get in this. I found myself in this place where I was like, nope, I don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. In some cases, that's fine, because for me, I have not paid as much attention to self-care until my 40s. Yeah. And I think that is something that. Your body lets you know that you're older. Oh, every day. It lets you know you're not living every day. Um, But (laughs) self-care includes so much. And part of that is how I want to be treated. Yeah. You know, and how I choose to treat myself. And everybody's not prepared for that change. I'm glad you said that because I think when you've been passive, Mm-hmm. for so long and then you start saying no it's like people mm-hmm. will get upset with you for how you decide to it's called boundaries we talked about that mm-hmm. on the show before and I no longer will let you treat me and handle me any kind of way it, even okay well you may think it's okay but if I decide that the way you're handling me is not okay I'm going to dismiss you very quick. And I don't have a problem <laughs> doing the, and I'm, and I'm not being nasty about it. I think that it comes down to when you say self care, it is now my number one priority. My mental state 
is my I will not I used to read cliches on social media I'm if if it costs you your peace is too expensive I will not do any, anything at the cost of peace blah 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 and I'm just like now I get it <laughs> I my grandmother, I was I used to be like, Grandma, you're not worried about that. She'd be like, No. Um, she said, Girl, I'm not gonna stay up all night for people that if I die today, they're gonna still be doing what they've been doing. And I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't get it. She didn't have a problem putting Uncle Johnny out or putting Uncle Cecil out. She was like, You're not about to rob me of my peace. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm in my forties, I understand I the value. The 40s. Something about the 40s. It's something about the 40s. You really grow up. You worry about your credit score. You know, you're just, you're just Girl, like, <laughs> high blood pressure, all of that. I yeah. think one of the things that, they, of course, you know, this that really made me stop was having my stroke, you know, uh, mild stroke, let me say it like that, because it could have been much worse. Yeah. But it makes you stop and evaluate what's important. My relationship with God and what I do for God is very important. My family is very important and what falls in after that. Um, Because you realize life is short. Um, And you, you, what does the scripture say? It's but a vapor. Oh man. And one thing that I was telling one of my friends, I said throughout this time of, and this is on the lines of self care. Yeah. But, um, one of the things I kept saying is, God, I don't want to have unfinished works. I don't want to have stuff that I was supposed to have done and I could have done it, but I didn't do it. And now it's too late. I don't want that to be my story. And I never really thought like that because you're like, oh, I get it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, but these 40s and, and that produced a crucial conversation, you know, for my family. My family yeah. said some things to yeah. me. And I'm like, oh, I got to listen to that because. They care about me. Mm-hmm. I was thinking when you just said that one of the things that I've been praying lately is, Lord, don't let my works be burnt up in the fire. Mm-hmm. And I'm very like. No wood, hey, Hubble. Uh, what is it? Not. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say. Yes. Yes. No, no wood or no stubble. I'm going to have to be like Tequoia and make sure I'm looking at up and saying it right. I'm very clear on my assignment and my purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, oh my gosh, we got to talk about that one day because it takes a oh, lot yeah. to get to that point. Well, just but that. I think your purpose has always been, I think it's always been there. Um, just, and we're going so off subject. So we're going <laughs> to, we're a, just, it's a podcast. We're I was, about it. Yes, because I'm going to tell you one thing for sure is my purpose, I've been writing since I was five years old. Now my writing is taking me around the world around the country, writing for some of the biggest brands. So it's just like, okay, it's been, it was always waving at me. Mm-hmm. I was always getting in trouble in school for writing letters. And I could write like long letters in class. And my friends would just write back, okay. And I'm like, I just wrote you a whole page. <laughs> write me a whole page back, right? But I think that, um, yeah, because we're the number one bestseller together. Yes. The price of greatness. And more to come. And more to come. Um, but I think that we're just, we're just at a place now that in our lives, we're going to have the conversations. But what I want to do is get to the place before it has to become crucial that I address it before it has to get to that place. Because I think it only becomes crucial when you let it, uh, linger. Mm-hmm. Right? What's going on? How do you do that though, Crystal? I don't know. I see two sides of that because I think it can be crucial without letting it linger. 
I think it becomes crucial when it's when it's necessary. And there's some conversations that you delay, you delay, you delay um, for many different reasons. Like we said earlier, because you're trying to get yourself together. Bible says, take heed to yourself. Yes. And, and I want to point out, we're not just talking uh, about offenses and things like that. We're just talking about day to day normal conversations or conversations that arise that make you uncomfortable. I think I said on the show, most of us who have kids having to have the sex conversation. That's a bit uncomfortable. Not for um, me. I don't want any un. I don't want any out of wedlock grandchildren. <laughs> I will take them, but I'm just letting you know that um, I don't want my children to go around. I I was a fast little girl. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a horse little girl, but I was still I was a fornicator, right? Mm-hmm. At an early age. And I, my daughter is nothing like me. I could not imagine having a Jessica. Mm. She, you would see me on the news. (laughs) You understand? Mm -hmm. And I, but I think it's important that the innocence, the innocence of our children, I think it needs to be guarded. But we also do need to have that conversation at a certain age because the world is telling them. Yeah, I, I don't think. Again, to me, that is an example of a conversation for a parent or an an adult, an adult to have with a child that may be uncomfortable, but it's necessary. Yeah. Because they are getting misinformation in school and not just to me from classmates <coughs> and peers, but what's being allowed to be taught in schools to me is crazy. And in some of these religious institutions. Yeah, it is. So anyway, like we were saying, those are... <laughs> necessary but sometimes uncomfortable but crucial conversations i'm okay with the crucial conversations um someone a friend of mine put something out there for me the other day she said jessica i need to speak to you um because she had moved to another state she moved from california to georgia Mm -hmm. and her new condo that she's in the house is um what's the word where it's at, she gets no reception, supposedly. Mm-hmm. So I stopped calling her as much. We used to talk every day, several times a day when she lived in California. Mm-hmm. She moves out to Georgia. She can't get any reception, blah, blah, blah. So we didn't get to talk as much. So she tells me the other day, she said, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, okay. So I make time. I am a very busy woman. Yeah. I do not. Um, and my time is especially with the more responsibility I have, I have to steward my time well, right? Mm-hmm. Relaxing to me is watching the alligators and the crocodiles. That's another story. <laughs> but it is. Wait. I was watching some last night. <laughs> you and Jeannie and these squirrels and animals. Yeah, I love them. But she, you know what she said to me? She said, Jessica, I'm upset with you. I'm mad with you. And I said, why? She said, no, this is a serious conversation I want to have. Well, that made me stop because of the wording. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what's the problem? She said, I was there for you 100% when you were going through what you were going through. But I feel like you're not there for me all the way. Mm-hmm. I pulled my car over on the highway back here. Mm-hmm. And I said, pardon me? Miss, I don't get any reception. <laughs> Pardon me. I can look at, I said, you know what? I'm going to have my assistant pull my phone log because this is now my business cell. And I was like, because I want to see who was calling who the most when you first moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I said, but that's a lie. And I do not. And you're not going to project that onto me. But then she said, so then she started naming. She screenshots me her phone log. Mm-hmm. She said, I called you here. I called you. I said, we didn't have a scheduled call. I said, she said, but we're friends. Is this a business relationship or a friendship? And she was seriously upset. I said, let's, let's FaceTime. I said, because I really need to see if what I'm feeling is what's, what was, what, what is coming up. I mean, if this is what, what you're doing or if you're kidding, she said, I'm not kidding. And then she was like literally screaming at the top of her lungs. I said, I'm not a kid. Mm-hmm. Let's talk like adults. I FaceTime her. She's crying. I wow. said, clearly, something else is going on with you. Mm-hmm. I said, because I haven't heard from you like that. She was like, well, you're busy doing this. And I said, what does that got to do? Because we, we, we were friends. Got you. I said, maybe I'm not in the category I thought I was either. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but do you respect her for coming out and saying that to you? I think Even if a- you don't agree. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> no, but but in the, in the I think it's something else going of, on with her. She went and bought a two thousand dollar a month condo. Your income is like six hundred dollars. You piece like I don't. I think you're projecting. Now there's some conversations <laughs> Why I was say six hundred dollars. I don't know what her income is. She don't have a job. <laughs> but my point is, I'm not going to allow you to put that on me. Some conversations, if she said it's a serious one, I'm going to, we're going to continue because I wasn't even in the zone. Then I got that call that I was telling you about, mm-hmm. you know, devil, you're not about to do me. Mm-hmm. Some crucial conversations are all in your mind. <laughs> you made that up <laughs> because I'm like, what did I do? And you, we pray for this. So. I'm going to go back to my question. Okay, I guess. Go ahead. I didn't answer the question. So. I don't like when you do that. I want to have a conversation about that. Okay. So (laughs) even if you do not agree with what was said, Uh do you still have respect for the fact that they opened up the door to have this conversation with you because they felt it was necessary instead of mm-hmm. keeping that to themselves and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sometime down the road having even a bigger potential mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fallout. I felt like it was a whole bunch of hogwash, but I'm going to go ahead and I do. Res- I don't respect any of it <laughs> because I know I'm not like that. I'm not going to let you project that onto me, mm-hmm. make me feel like I'm a liar. Because I was like, what is going on here? So just for the purposes of this experience, how did y'all end that? I tried to have to call it back. That was two days ago. You still taking heed to yourself before you call? No, back? no, yeah, I am. <laughs> I am, but I, I really want, I want to understand where this is coming from. And the, and the thing is, I could be wrong, right? Mm-hmm. I am not. But when she met me, she met me in a broken place. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't really know this, Jessica. I was going through a separation, divorce, mm-hmm. and I was in a dark place. And I think that's who she likes. This Jessica is not what she really knows, if that's making any sense. I mean, what I hear you saying is you've changed. I think I got healed. Mm. I, th- I think I, I, and you know, I don't brings need- about a change sometimes. So, <laughs> like I, I'm just like before the trauma, mm-hmm. this was me, you know. And I don't know. I really think that 
like I I don't think she knows. I think that, that sometimes people, you know, misery loves company. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Yeah. Crabs in a barrel don't want you to get out. <laughs> now that I don't need you to pray for me and speak in tongue Howard right now. I want to talk about this transaction. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't need to talk. I mean, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. And I used to think that was just a cliche, but it's true. People like you when you're down. Hmm. And I'm going to have a conversation about that. I'm going to say, I'm not her. And I don't need to stay on the phone seven hours. Re- See, because that's what the enemy makes you do. Replay it over and over and over so that you never get free from it. If I keep rehearsing the trauma, I can't get free from it. So here comes Crystal. So on the <laughs> when it comes back to having a crucial conversation, sometimes people feel like they need to have a crucial conversation with you, but you don't feel like you need to have that conversation. So what do we do about that then, Crystal? I guess we tell them I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I start looking up at the wall and counting the dots because I'm like, what? But I think if you value the relationship, mm-hmm. that you need to hear them out. Absolutely. So like, you know, if you came to me and said, we need to have a conversation, I'm going to say deep breath and then I'll sit there and listen <laughs> and say, how long is this going to take again? It just kind of like so you, you might rush me through. Oh, you might, you might, you might have to rush Crystal because Crystal takes a long time. Do I to say what she has to say? I don't think I do. I think I'm careful with my words. I try to be. Oh, Amen. Very, very. And you know what? And somebody Ooh. that was something that Jenny brought to my attention. She said, "Look, you're dismissive. You just." I said, "How am I dismissive? I just want you to get to the point." <laughs> Oh, well, you are listening to The Vantage Point. It's Dr. Jessica and Crystal in the studio today, and we're talking about having crucial conversations, and we veered a little bit. Crystal did. Okay, well, we brought brought us back. No, I did. I did. I brought us back. I want to have, you know, I think that when you do, I think that if you decide to have a crucial conversation, you need to have already played out how you want it to end. So whether you're, and what I mean by that is whether we are, you better be okay with whatever the outcome is. So by the time I decide I'm going to have a crucial conversation, I'm okay whether you stay or whether you go. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. At that point, if when it comes to using words like crucial, that means that you know that there has to be an end of something. Whether there's the end of your behavior, that's what I'm saying, end of your behavior or end of this relationship, Mm -hmm. right? So at that point, when you tell me you need to have a serious conversation with me, what is your, so like I'm in, I was in project management. So in project management, we work from the end. What does done, D-O-N-E look like? That's the number one question that all project men. So we work from the back. So people say, oh, you got a lot, you got, got a lot going on. I've already saw the end of it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm able to juggle multiple projects and multiple things, businesses. So if you come to me saying you got, you want to have a series, that triggers me to say, okay, you've already had this come in your mind that we're done. Hmm. You, you need to be okay with being done with me. Cause if I don't agree with that, and I'm at a place now in my life, honestly, I'm okay with you leaving. Because what I have been taught is that people will leave you. Yeah. 
I think, and I think we brought this up on the show, mm-hmm. and that is you cannot, you can try to guess, you can try to predict, but you cannot control how the person on the other end of the conversation is going to respond. Mm-hmm. That's whether you're facilitating this crucial conversation or whether they started the crucial conversation. You just can't control how that person is going to respond. But I do agree that you have to be prepared as much as you can for their response. You know, whether they agree with what you're talking about or whether they agree to make said changes that you may be putting on the table or requiring out of them in order to continue to maintain and nurture whatever relationship or whatever business-wise, personal-wise, sister-to-sister, spouse, you can't control how they're going to respond, but you do have to be prepared that they may not respond the way you think they are. And I'm okay with that too. (laughs) And that's why I was telling you um, that you have to be okay with staying or them leaving, Mm -hmm. you know, because people will. Oh, and we will leave them. People will leave <laughs> you. And I'm okay either. I think going through what I went through, mm-hmm. it taught me that there can be a death of a thing. You know what I'm saying? Crucial conversations, when you start talking like that, I mean, like I said, you've let some behavior get to a place. That should have been nipped in at the bud at the beginning. Um, if I agree. Yeah. So, again, we're hoping that you will join us to continue this conversation either on our Facebook page or even go back and watch our YouTube channel of this episode where we talked about crucial conversations Um, And let's get your feedback. We're here for you all. We are real women serving a real guy with real issues. um, And we want to be real help to everybody that we possibly can. But we don't want you to be afraid to have the crucial conversations that are necessary for your, as we talked about earlier, your uh, well-being, your mental stress. That doesn't mean you're giving everybody a piece of your mind. That means you are having a conversation that, hey, we need to talk about this because it's not working. It's not going the way I want it to. Um, Whatever the case may be. And not afraid. Don't be afraid to have that conversation and do it in love. This is Christian. This is a Christian podcast and everything we do as a Christian as a child of God is supposed to be done in love. I did on everything Crystal says. Thank you for tuning in to the Vantage Point podcast. We will see you next week. God bless you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. From the All Indiana Podcast Network. This is the Vantage Point podcast. Be sure to like, share, follow, support, and tell everyone you know about this podcast. Available at allindianapodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts.